The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Analyzing markets and financial news, this is Financial Issues Week in Review. Welcome to Financial Issues. I'm Shana Burt, continuing on for our beloved founder, Dan Celia, who has gone into glory. If you want to call in, you can ask your questions about the economy, the markets, your portfolio, uh, what we might need to be doing during these challenging times. So if you missed Financial Issues, the little news break that we normally have at the beginning of this segment, Um, It has moved to right before the show. You can hear more about those headlines, more about those news uh, stories that are developing and more stories every weekday night at six o'clock central, seven o'clock Eastern time. So if you are watching us on the or listening to us on the podcast, you'll have missed that those headlines all together. So make sure that you tune in. If you don't have time, I mean, it's, it's only 30 minutes, but if you don't have time to watch it, you can also follow all of the live stories there at FISM.TV. Uh, you can go to the news section. You can also uh, get that on your phone. So you'll get all of the headlines as they're developing there. And it's the headlines that you need to really be watching from a, a biblical worldview. If you are watching us from your phone app, uh, you must have the new version because the support for the old version is going away today if it has not already. So make sure that you have the latest version and you can just do that by going to the app store on Apple or Android and making sure that your app is up to date and you can take us with you wherever you go. You can watch us on the go. You can go back and you can listen to or even watch the podcast uh, to see what you missed in the financial news. So let's get right to it. Uh, The market update. So we had a pretty rough week last week. So what do you do now? What do you do if you own the market? Do you sell everything and go to bonds? Well, no, that's not a very good idea either. The downturn is, uh, the, the bond market is not immune to this downturn that we're seeing. The 10-year Treasury note is having its worst year on record. Uh, normally, bonds are a flight to safety. You know, if the stock market is not doing well, that usually means the bond market is. So this is uh, one of the the first time, if not the first time in history, that both indices have been down more than 10% together. So the uh, 10-year treasury is down 12.8% so far. The yield on the 10-year treasury has doubled has doubled this year um, from 1.52% at the start of the year to 3.16 as of Friday's close. So that sounds a little bit uh, contradictory if you, if you think about it at first, that the bond market is down 12.8%, but it's the yields are up almost 100%. Well, that's what happens with yields and prices in the bond market. So they run inversely 
they have an inverse relationship to each other. So as yields rise or as interest rates rise, prices go down. And it's just very simple. If you think of a bond as a debt instrument, let's say that you have a $10,000 bond. Well, there's a rate that that bond pays and the rate doesn't change. So if the rate is two and a half percent, let's just say, they're always issuing new ones and rates are going up. And so on that two and a half percent 10 year bond, you get $250 a year in interest. Let's just say that the rate goes up to 3% on a new bond. Now you can get rid of your two and a half percent bond on the secondary market, but you're not going to get the same price that someone would be willing to pay for a bond that's paying $300 a year instead of the of yours that's paying $250. So that's really how prices work um, inverse to each other. So in a rising interest rate environment, which is what we are definitely seeing and probably will continue to see for a while, interest, uh, bond prices are going to go down. And what's going to get hurt the worst are long-term bond funds, which is not something that we've ever had as part of our strategy here at Financial Issues, by the way. So what about crypto? Well, there's a crypto yield company called the Celsius Network, and they are stopping customers from withdrawing cryptocurrency deposits from its platform in an effort to, quote, stabilize liquidity and operations while we take steps to preserve and protect the assets. So this was a memo that came out to their clients. So they have prevented them from selling their crypto coins that they have on deposit as collateral for loans. So, um, you know, this company in mid-May had $11.8 billion in cryptocurrency deposits on its platform. And the company takes deposits of cryptocurrency and they pay investors an interest rate of up to 18.6% a year. No wonder people were flocking to that platform. But, you know, Anytime something sounds too good to be true, you can bet that it probably is. If you can get 18.6% in interest when, you know, safe investments like U.S. Treasuries are paying, you know, 1% or less, you can bet that there's some significant risk there. So what about gold? (laughs) Well, gold is a speculative commodity too. Are you taking income from your portfolio? How are you going to get income from your gold? It doesn't pay a dividend. Um, And, you know, we're not saying that it's a terrible thing to to own some metals. But if you do, we recommend that you actually buy the physical metal. Um, There's some significant, some more significant risk in buying gold in the form of ETFs or um, mutual funds or, or things like that, because you can't actually own it physically, which is the best strategy to do it. And if you have an IRA, um, don't believe that you can own gold physically in an IRA. So you're going to have to pay storage fees. You're not getting dividends. You're going to have to pay storage fees. And then what about the commissions? The commissions when you go to buy metals can be really ridiculous. You have to be super careful. I've had, I've heard some real horror stories and how, um, those sales practices go. And there's just a, you know, there are some legitimate dealers out there. There are some legitimate ways to buy metals, 
but you have to be very careful when you get into that market. There are a lot of predators and, you know, they, um, you know, Dan would, Dan would always say, now I haven't experienced this yet, but Dan would always say that the gold salesman would, uh, the gold companies would offer him a lot of money to be on his program or to, to be endorsed by his program or to run a commercial, you know, during, during the breaks in his program. And he would never take it because he cared so much about the, the integrity of the partnership and he didn't want them to be um, in jeopardy of being sold some things that just weren't legitimate. So what I think you should do with your portfolio is to evaluate your strategy. Think about the reasons that you own what you own and why you own it. Is it to get rich quick? Is it to get income from some dividends to supplement your retirement? Is it to beat inflation? You know, how long did you give your strategy to work? Did you think about that? How long have you been in your strategy? Is it working for you? You know, how long was it supposed to take? If you're long-term, you know, all of those things matter. So I'm Shanna Burt with Financial Issues, and uh, we'll be right back, and we'll have some more thoughts on what's happening in the market, and we'll take some calls and hopefully get you some answers that you're looking for. Welcome to FISM News. I'm Ian Patrick. And I'm Samuel Case. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with the news of the day. At FISM News, we strive to report stories as clearly and simply as possible for your benefit, stories that you need to know. You can watch us on FISM.TV and by downloading the FISM app. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FISM News. Oops, there's a piece I missed a little bit. Grandpa, why do we always pick up litter when we go hiking? Well, we're just making it nicer for people who come after us a little bit. It's called stewardship. My grandfather taught me that you should always leave a place better than you found it. That it's important to invest in the lives of your children and grandchildren, leaving them with a godly legacy they can build on. That's why I decided to set up a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. It's called stewardship. I know that my gift will support a ministry that honors the biblical principles I hold dear. And it's a way to invest in the future of our country. The AFA Foundation also arranged for me to have a steady fixed income, so I don't have to worry in the midst of changing times. Call the AFA Foundation today to find out how you can set up a charitable gift annuity. Just call 800-326-4543, extension 345. I got to hear how strong her heartbeat was. I was like, I felt like she was supposed to be here. And it didn't matter what anybody else told me. And all that mattered was that I was blessed with the ability to carry life inside of my body. And that baby was supposed to be here for something. And that was all that mattered. This is the story of a young lady who decided to keep her baby after hearing her baby's beautiful heartbeat on ultrasound. The Ministry of Preborn provides ultrasounds for pregnancy centers across America for free. When an abortion-minded woman hears her baby's heartbeat on ultrasound, she is 80% more likely to keep her baby. And the story doesn't 
doesn't end there. Your gift of $140 will cover the cost of five ultrasounds. All donations are tax deductible. You can help save a baby's life right here in America by donating to Preborn. To donate, dial pound 250, keyword baby, pound 250, baby, or donate securely at preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Do you know what you are supporting when you purchase mutual funds and stocks? Think about it. When you invest in a company, you make a decision to support the things that that company supports. And it may not be things that you agree with. We had no idea that we were supporting things like abortion, gambling, and pornography. Thanks to financial issues, we have changed all of that and have never felt better about our money. We are honoring God. The best decision we have ever made. Financial Issues is a ministry teaching people like you how to invest biblically, responsibly, keeping your investments clear of companies that may support an ungodly agenda. Grow your money God's way. Learn more by going to financialissues.org. Become a partner. Honor God and take control of your finances. Financialissues.org. Now, back to Financial Issues Week in Review. Well, welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt, and we're going to continue looking at some financial issues this morning. We've got a big economic news day out today. So we had uh, MBA, we had some housing data, mortgage data come out, and mortgage applications actually increased 6.6% last week or the week ending June 10th. That was the first increase in five weeks, because of course we have been seeing interest rates go higher and higher. Now, if we put this in perspective and look back a year ago, mortgage applications are down more than 52% uh, since last year. Of course, this has a huge, has everything to do with interest rates. We've seen interest rates on the 30 year mortgage go from two and a half percent less than a year ago to uh, now they are at. 5.65%. And that's the highest level that they've been at since late in 2008. So we're seeing the 30-year rate go up and up and up very, very quickly. Um, will this put uh, pressure in the housing market? Probably eventually, but the housing market has been so hot and so tight for so long because of the decreased levels of inventory that I don't expect it to uh, impact it very quickly, but it does need to come down a little bit. Um, we also had retail sales come out. Retail sales, uh, not good news. Unexpectedly fell 0.3% in May. That was the first decline so far this year compared to the market was uh, expecting an increase of 0.2%. So that's a half point difference there. And it follows a revised uh, 0.7% increase in April. And the reason for all of this, you guessed it, high inflation, gasoline prices, uh, borrowing costs, all of those things um, played into a decrease in retail sales. So why that is significant is that we are a consumer-driven economy. And if, if retail sales starts to see weakening, that means that that the consumer may be going into kind of a hunker down kind of mode as we just see inflation skyrocket and wonder if anything can be done to stop it. So auto sales actually um, decreased a little bit uh, by 
4%, uh, which is, they've gone up a whole lot in the last year and a half. So we needed to see some of that there. So let's get to calls. We have Diane is calling us from Texas. Hi, Diane. Hi, Shanna. How are you today? Better than I deserve. Oh, good. Um, okay, so I think one of my, my questions might have been answered. Maybe you did a update yesterday and I didn't see it, but have another question. Um, I follow the Timothy Asset Allocation Model, and there's a couple categories on there. One says other, and one says cash equivalent. What is that exactly? Okay, so the other we have in there at 1%. That used to say mutual fund. We just changed that. It's the same purpose. So the purpose that it serves is that anything that's in your portfolio that is not in your intended asset allocation model, uh, it makes it real hard for you to match that if you're using the portfolio tracker because only the things that are in the model come up for you to choose from. So if the model has just changed like they have, um, or you're transitioning from one asset allocation model into a different al asset allocation model, you need to you need somewhere to put the things that are not in the new model for the time being. So that's going to let you match everything that that you can't find in the little drop down list to other. Now, what you want to do with that is uh, you want to have a strategy to modify your portfolio to the new allocation, whether you're transitioning from one to the other or the one that you're in has changed. And the timing is that it, in all of that can be a little bit different. If the model changes, you want to have, um, you know, a more solid time frame. You want to, you, you want to get that done in a timely manner. If you're transitioning from one age group to another age group, Typically, you can get that done over three to 12 months and not have any problems. Okay. The cash equivalent is going to be, and, and we're working on the backside of the website just to um, clear up some things for you, to get some, to add some information in to help you really decide where these things fit into your portfolio. So the cash equivalents are going to be things like the short-term inflation protected, the short-term Ginny May, a CD would also be considered a cash equivalent. Okay. Okay. I think that makes sense. So then uh, this is kind of elementary, but it, for some reason I get hooked up on it. So since we can't invest in the ETFs from our Timothy fund, I have to figure out, say I'm going to put $1,000 in this month to my SEP um, through Timothy. And one of those is an ETF for 10%. So I, how do I make that work? You know what I'm saying? Like I have to deduct 10% somehow out of this, although it still has to be 100%. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what you can do if you're using uh, the TPHE can be or the mutual fund that can be substituted for that is the large mid-cap value fund. Uh, the large mid-cap growth fund can be substituted for TPLC uh, or LE. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, okay. And then so if I did, like you said, with the cash equivalent, a, a short-term CD, is that inside the Timothy plan somehow or is that separate? 
you would actually have to hold it separately. So if you hold your account at Timothy Plan, the only thing that you're going to be able to use are the mutual funds. So the neat thing about that tracker on the financial issues website for the partners is that it doesn't really matter where your assets are held. So you can have three different accounts. Let's say that you have your mutual funds held at Timothy and then maybe you have your CDs at the bank or the credit union and maybe you have a discount brokerage so that you can get some of those ETFs. Well, you can have three different accounts, but you can put all of those assets on the tracker together. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, we need to get working on that side of it then. All right. Well, I sure appreciate your help on this. And thanks for doing such a great job. We we just love you. <laughs> thank you so much for that encouragement, Diane. And thank you for your partnership. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All right, let's go to Mike. Mike's calling us from Virginia. Hi, Mike. Hi, Shanna. Thanks for taking my call. Um, it's the month of June, so there is a considerable amount of um, celebration taking place across corporate America for <laughs> Pride Month. And, um, <laughs> you know, we, we especially see that in my, my area of D.C., um, but we see it in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And you should have a stock in front of you um, that I, I spoke with mm-hmm. uh, the screener earlier about. Um, that stock I know is foundational. Uh, I've been dollar costing, dollar cost averaging into it over the past few months. And, uh, I just had breakfast with a friend who retired from that company. And he said that in a newsletter that just went out that some 51% of their charitable giving is going to go to LGBTQ and the military. So they, they were kind of wishy-washy about what percentage would just be strictly LGBTQ, but they said 51%. I don't know if that's new information, um, and I don't, I'm not sure how you would go about vet that, but I'm just a little concerned that it's no longer biblically responsible. And and then I'm also, maybe as a follow-up question to that, is like, how do we discern between like uh, a company that maybe celebrates Pride Month, for, uh, but then maybe isn't like using corporate profits to, to fund um, to fund that, that kind of stuff. So um, whatever thoughts you can share would be great. Great. Those are some great questions, Mike, and I'm so glad you bring that up. So I did screen the stock that you just mentioned, and it is still screening clean. So we use a, um, a service called the Evaluator, and what they do is they stay on top of everything. So they look at um, earning statements from companies. They look at their websites. You know, you can really, the, the, the beautiful thing about publicly traded companies is the transparency with them. They have to report certain things. And, you know, companies that are going to be involved in these things are really proud about what they're supporting. And so they don't really even try to hide it. So it's not hard to find out. So as of right now, that, that foundational stock is still fine. Um, if they, now we do go through and we reevaluate all the time. We keep an eye on the biblically responsible nature of these companies because that would be the first trigger for us to sell a company. We have zero tolerance when it comes to companies not being biblically responsible. And like you said, it has to do with them using company money to support those things. So if indeed, um, the company is giving company money into 
causes that grieve the heart of the Lord, which the LGBTQ is one of them. It's the, the scriptures are very, very clear that God created man and woman in the beginning and that he ordained marriage to be between one man and one woman. So it grieves my heart that we have this pride month because we also know what the scripture says about the proud right? That the Lord opposes the proud and he lifts up the humble. And so we don't want to be in that camp either. And it also grieves my heart that they've adopted the rainbow <laughs> as their symbol, you know, because that, that belongs to God. The, the true meaning of the rainbow has to do with the covenant promise that the Lord made with us not to destroy the earth with water again. So that is something that is very important to us here at the ministry because we advocate for biblically responsible investing. The number one thing that we don't want to do is to use God's money, the resources that He's given us to steward, to support the things that grieve His heart. And these things grieve His heart because they hurt His children. You know, God God is not just a mean God that sits up in heaven and tells us to do things and not do things just to you know, just to express his power, he tells us don't do something or do something because he knows it's good for us and because he loves us. So we'll be right back after this next break and we'll get to the rest of the calls and the social questions. I pray that in these trying times that I can lead him in a way that I know will leave a godly imprint on his heart forever. And to show her how to live a life that is pure. I want her to understand how precious life is and to, to take, take care of his body. To eat right and exercise and understand that his body is a temple, temple of God. God. I pray that our family will love Jesus, read his word daily, and obey his teaching. The values that we share should guide us in the way that we invest. Make sure that you are investing in companies whose policies and practices align with pro-life, pro-family values. Visit thetimothyplan.com or call for more information. Advance the kingdom in the way that you invest. India Partners is an international and humanitarian organization providing life-changing care to children and families in extreme poverty in India. Will you consider supporting India Partners? Your gift will provide food, education, medical care, counseling, and a way out of the red light district. Additionally, you can give to provide a family with safe and clean water. Go right now to indiapartners.org and learn more about how you can share the love of Christ and change the lives of people in India. Your gift is a tangible expression of faith and love for the ongoing ministry in India. Go to indiapartners.org. I called in about uh, a year and a half ago. Yes. I looked at everything, and what I did was I listened to you, and I am just pleased with it, debt-free, no bill. Mm. I'm so thankful, and I do. I have more money to give 
I've given to the various ministries that you've mentioned. I'm a partner. Um, I'm just so thankful. Now, back to Financial Issues Week in Review. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt, and we are in a season of transitioning in the ministry here as our founder, our beloved founder, has transitioned into glory. And you just heard, if you were listening there in the break, a testimony from someone who was so grateful to have found financial issues on the radio. That's the same way that I found it. That's the same way that so many of you have found us. And so I just want you to encourage, if you are used to listening to us on a radio station and you know, you're having to listen to us somewhere else, thank goodness that you found us somewhere else on the phone app or wherever, Facebook or wherever you might be watching us. But we just encourage you to let those media outlets know that you want to keep financial issues, um, not only for your own convenience, but so that other people might hear about financial issues and um, have the same positive experience that you've had. Hopefully we have made your life better by you listening to us and uh, getting your mind right about your money and learning how to invest biblically responsibly and just learning how to steward all of those great things. You know, we talk about, we do talk about financial issues a lot, but we talk about other things that we have to be good stewards of as well. Our freedom, um, and that includes our right to vote. Uh, that includes the things that are happening in our country from a political perspective. It includes freedom in our health care. It, inf- it includes freedom in our giving. And um, so we are connected with so many great organizations that that help us to fight the good fight. So, you know, encourage those media outlets to keep us on in the same time slots that you're used to hearing us. And just in case they don't, make sure that you have our phone app. You can download that on the Apple or the Android app store. And we have uh, upgraded it recently. If you have the old version, make sure that you get it updated because the old version is no, no longer being supported. But there's so many neat things that you can do on there. You can watch this program live. You can also go back and listen to or even watch the podcast um, later. If you don't catch us live, you can take us with you wherever you go. So if you're on a commute, if you're going for a walk, if you're running the kids around, you can um, put it on and listen to whatever you might have missed for the day to keep up with all of those things. We also have moved the news. We did a two-minute news hit here in Financial Issues. We have now moved that so that we can give you more content, uh, more Financial Issues content. But that comes on now right before the show starts. So if you're listening live, you heard Sam give you the headlines this morning. But if you're not listening live, then you're going to need to go to the phone app or watch it live on Facebook or on the website and watch FISM News. And that comes on at 6 o'clock Central Time every weekday night and 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And you're going to hear all of the news headlines from a biblical perspective. Um no preaching in there, just you're going to hear the headlines that are important for Christians to know what is happening. So speaking of those headlines, some of the Trump-backed candidates are actually winning races. Um, you heard of one uh, one candidate that just lost their race because uh, an incumbent because they had voted for impeachment for President Trump. 
So what we're still seeing is that President Trump has a lot of influence in the political community uh, right now. And, you know, a lot of the not every candidate that he backs wins, but lots of them do. And, you know, that just goes to show us what's happening. I don't know if you've caught any of these January the 6th hearings, uh, this kangaroo court that's led by Liz Cheney, of all people, um, about the January 6th hearings. I watched the first one or tried to stay awake (laughs) through the first one. I saw the 13-minute clip that was put together and paid for by taxpayer dollars to the tune of $8 million for a 13-minute media clip um, to show us what's what's happening. Let me just be clear. I do not support the things that went on January the 6th. I think they were ineffective and ridiculous. I don't think that Trump led an insurrection. There weren't even any any weapons. So how do you even lead uh, an insurrection without any weapons? Um and I just think the things that were ha- that happened were just ridiculous and ineffective. But I do share the frustration and the disgust that motivated those riots. It was not an insurrection. Uh, perhaps it was a riot. Yes, they breached the Capitol. They got in when they weren't supposed to. And I don't, I don't support breaking the law. But I do support uh, Americans being able to speak their minds. To, be, to being able to have the freedom to say that they think, yes, there are some election irregularities. There are some things that have happened that we need to seriously look into. Why aren't we spending as much money and time looking into these election irregularities and the illegal voting that I believe went on as we're spending on trying to prove that President Trump led an insurrection just so he can't run for president again. They're afraid of the will of the people. They're afraid that if we have a free and fair election, that President Trump will get back in there for a second term. And based on what's happening around the country, they probably should be afraid. You know, if they're not doing the right thing, if they're part of the establishment of the swamp that President Trump tried so hard to get rid of during his time in office. Um, But now we see just how deep those roots run and just how much power is held by those career politicians, corrupt politicians. You know, we the people have the right that was established by our Constitution that, by the way, came after America violently rebelled against Great Britain and established our independence. The Constitution was written as a justification of the overthrowing of the government that didn't value or treat us fairly. And it established this republic and this way of life that career politicians and corrupt money and power-seeking individuals have perverted. Here's what Abraham Lincoln said. We the people are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution. We have to ensure that we have free and fair elections this November, or our country will never be great again. And why do you think that we're seeing the Second Amendment come under fire, so to speak? Pardon my pun there. But the media controls what we see day in and day out. 
and oh, how I wish they were fair and balanced. But why do you think we're trying to get uh, legislation passed to restrict our Second Amendment rights? Why do you think all of that's coming about? Why do you think all of these things are happening? Because the establishment is afraid. How about the Idaho police officers who were able to stop a white nationalist group from raining on a gay pride parade? Way to go. Maybe the Fed should hire them. You know, if they were on the job on January 6th at the Capitol, this so-called insurrection never would have happened. They would have found out about it ahead of time and stopped it. I mean, these guys in Idaho didn't even get a chance. Now, I don't support what they were going to do, but they didn't even get a chance to riot. They were arrested before anything ever happened. Yet, President Trump was allowed to pull off this insurrection with far right-wing groups who breached the Capitol on January 6th. The 31 men in Idaho were arrested for conspiracy to riot, which is a misdemeanor, because they had matching outfits, riot gear, and some paperwork in their U-Haul. Didn't even do anything. They were arrested for conspiracy to riot. Yet how many people were arrested and held accountable for the numerous riots that we saw after the tragic death of George Floyd? You know, where cities were burned down, where places were looted, where there were riots, where there were people hurt, property destroyed. After city after city exploded with these riots, did the FBI stop them? Did they have knowledge ahead of time? I mean, if they could stop this group in, in Idaho, why couldn't they have foreknowledge of some of these other things? No, these other riots were celebrated. It is so wrong that we here in this country, not we Christians, but that Americans are being deceived. And we, are, we have started calling wrong right and right wrong. But you know what? God is watching. He sees everything. He knows everything. He's not disturbed by it. He's grieved by it. It's not a surprise to him. But he is sovereign, and he, there is going to be judgment one day. The Lord is coming back. He's going to set up his kingdom here on earth, and we won't have to worry about any of these swamp politicians anymore. We, we, one day we will have a righteous government. But for now, we're called to be part of the institution that God created here because all authority is God ordained. So God expects his children who bear his name and to bear who bear his characteristics to get involved and to be righteous leaders and, and institute a righteous government. So folks, we're going to get to calls and your social questions here at the at the very end of this hour. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. I'm Shanna Burt with financial issues. Do you know what you are supporting when you purchase mutual funds and stocks? Think about it. When you invest in a company, you make a decision to support the things that that company supports. And it may not be things that you agree with. 
We had no idea that we were supporting things like abortion, gambling, and pornography. Thanks to financial issues, we have changed all of that and have never felt better about our money. We are honoring God. The best decision we have ever made. Financial Issues is a ministry teaching people like you how to invest biblically, responsibly, keeping your investments clear of companies that may support an ungodly agenda. Grow your money God's way. Learn more by going to financialissues.org. Become a partner. Honor God and take control of your finances. Financialissues.org. Have you ever thought about banking with a credit union instead of a traditional bank? Not really, but I think my parents have a credit union account. Do you know the difference between a bank and a credit union? Mm, No. Banks are owned by stockholders, so they do their best to make profits for them. But credit unions are owned by their members, and the members see their profits through lower rates and higher interest on savings accounts. And at Christian Community Credit Union, our mission is to help members and ministries become better stewards and achieve their financial goals. Our mobile and tablet apps provide easy, safe, and convenient banking. It's like banking at your fingertips 24-7. When you bank with us, you're banking with someone who shares your faith and values. To get started today, visit us online at myccu.com. Christian Community Credit Union. Your money, building God's kingdom. People are talking a lot about health care these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of his people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It it has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of more than 150,000 members who are sharing over $13 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Thanks for sticking with us here at Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burton. I'm a financial... Shanna Burt. Burton was my maiden name. It's the second time I've done that. (laughs) I'm a financial advisor in private practice. Securities are offered through GA Repl and Company, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, members of FINRA and SIPC. And now's a good time for me to get that disclaimer out of the way as we are going to get right to your calls. So let's hear from Robert. Robert in South Carolina has a question for us. Hi, Robert. Shana, how are you doing? Better Hello? than I deserve. Okay. Listen, um, we appreciate your help. Um, we don't know much about this stuff, so it's great to have somebody helping us out. Um, I wanted to ask you, and uh, should we continue to dollar cost down on the stocks we purchased earlier that are still on the broad list? 
So that's a good question. If it's on the broad list and there hasn't been an alert sent out, that means that you should that they are hold. You should continue to hold them. We have seen some serious uh, downside pressure here this year on a lot of stocks. And you know, if if it's a good foundational stock that that you that you own, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do it. Now I say that, but I want to add into that to really look at your asset allocation. If you're using that portfolio tracker that's on the website, you know, before you add into more stocks, make sure that you're properly diversified within your sector. So there could be, you know, other stocks that are good to add in. You know, you you want to own anywhere from three to probably six or seven different companies within a sector. And we're working on right now getting some more information added to the partner side of the website to help you really differentiate uh, within a sector, the different subsectors. So for example, if you're looking at your energy stocks, you can make sure that you have a refiner. You can make sure that you have a services company. You can make sure that you have maybe some, some exposure to natural gas, some trans some exposure to transportation and all of this, because you really want to have, you want to be well-rounded within your sector. You don't want to own, you know, four different energy companies and have them all be refiners because that's not real great diversification. So make sure that you have enough companies uh, in your sector. So if you already have, say, five energy stocks and, well, probably don't have many energy stocks that are down in value to, to average down in. But if you did, let's just say if you had five stocks and one of them is down, you know, 20% uh, or more, then you could indeed do that. Okay, great. Um, I just, um, my wife and I are in an interesting situation, and I want to encourage everyone to check your companies out. I'm a pastor, and I just assume that our money was with our um, convention was right, and it's not. So I've gone from handling mm-hmm. about 10% of ours until to about 90% of ours as soon as we get it transferred out. So please, and I, I asked uh, Darlene, and she said that anybody could do this, and I just did it the first time the other day. It's really simple. You just got to put your email in if they if they want to find out where a company is or where a mutual fund is they can do it pretty easily so i i just mm-hmm. want to encourage everybody to not take it for granted cuz um, i was great. astonished Yes, we're so glad that you did that. And thank you for that encouragement. And thank you for reminding me of that. And, you know, folks, what he's talking about, if you go to financialissues.org, there is a way that you can screen your investments. If you look down on the right hand side, there's what looks like a little wheel and it's got some different graphics there. And if you put your email address in, they will let you screen uh, some I think it's up to maybe five per month, but you can screen your investments. So take your biggest holding, whether it's a mutual fund, an ETF, or an individual stock. You just put the symbol in there, and then it will tell you either yes or no that your investment is biblically responsible. And it will also help you understand what it, what that means. So we're not looking to invest in Christian companies. We would be severely limited if we did that. All we're looking to do is to make sure that the companies that we're investing in are staying neutral. 
you know, to be a good steward, they need to be doing whatever they do well, whether that's refining oil, whether that's flipping burgers, whether that's uh, selling home improvement supplies, whatever that means, whatever business they're in, we just expect, expect them to operate in excellence and stay out of the culture war. Leave that to individuals, you know, leave that to Christians to fight for our values, leave it to the left to individually fight for their values. But what's happening and, you know, the left really started this with the Rainbow Coalition as they started to go into companies and say, um, hey, you really need to make donations to um, whatever this movement is that we're doing. And, you know, if you don't, we're going to tell all of our supporters you know, how much you don't agree with their values and they're going to boycott your companies. So that's what happened. And, you know, now we have this ESG investing where, you know, they're, it, it almost sounds like biblically responsible, but it's not. Um, the values that they hold near and dear are they want to protect, they want to save the earth from climate change. Um, so they don't want oil companies. They don't want to invest in oil companies. They want to put pressure on them to change what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, they also want to ensure that people have the right to love whoever they want to love. They are promoting the LGBT agenda. They are promoting um, access to reproductive health. You know, that means abortion. That means people should, they believe that people should have the right to murder the baby that's growing inside of them. So I encourage you, I echo what Robert said, go and check it out. Find out what the money that you are stewarding is doing. I promise your heart will be convicted. And the good news is, is we're not just going to tell you about a problem. We're going to help you solve it. So we have a whole system and a whole strategy to help you honor God in your investing. We help you to invest in a biblically responsible way with, with our strategy, with our asset allocation models and, you know, the buy list and the suggestions that we make that are going to be back up sooner rather than later. So stick with us, continue to stick with us there. Let's go to Tim. Tim has a question from, he's calling from Iowa. Hi, I just want to thank you for my call. Uh, uh, I just have a question about, I have some money in, uh, I recently uh, switched jobs. And I have some money in, in Vesco, and that person is contacting me and wanting to talk to me about you know, what I'm going to be doing with that money. There's about like $47,000 in there, and I've been wanting to start a, a Vanguard or a Fidelity account and just haven't done that yet, just kind of, you know, holding back. And um, so I'm just, you know, just wondering what I should do with that money. I also have money in other places, too. So I guess maybe we should just start on this right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great job. Uh, a great idea. You know, the, they say that the way that you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And it can be, it could seem really overwhelming when we have a lot before us to know where to start. But, you know, start with the easiest place. Start with this place here. Um, you know, the, the company that you mentioned does not screen. So, you know, they probably don't have many biblically responsible options if they even know what those things are. A lot of times when you ask advisors out in the in in the industry, 
they will just assume that you mean socially responsible investing, which is that ESG stuff that I just talked about, which is not the same as biblically responsible investing. So if you really want to make sure that you're doing biblically responsible investing in the right way, it's going to involve most likely you doing it yourself. So that's what financial issues exist for is to help individual investors to do that. So if you're a partner, you can go on. There are tons of videos still on there um, where you can hear Dan talk about how to get started, how to open accounts at discount brokerages, you know, how to, how to choose one, what to do. It's really pretty simple. And then how to get things transferred over there. And then there's kind of a step-by-step you know, there's some videos in there that teach you how to get started and how to uh, start to build a portfolio that's biblically responsible. Okay, that's very helpful. Um, just one real, real quick question. So I was a part of IPERS. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with that in Iowa. Um, I got some money in there. And I'm just, is it best maybe just leave that money in that or maybe pull that out? Are you familiar with that? I'm sorry, you cut out when you said what it was. Uh, it's Ipers in Iowa. Okay. Um, n- normally, you will have to contact them and find out how to transfer the money out. You know, they they may have some paperwork that they need you to fill out, or they may just take the instructions over the phone. But most likely, you're going to have to establish an account for it to go to first. So I think that's where you start. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, Tim, thanks for calling. Well, folks, today went by really fast. I didn't even get a chance to talk about uh, Biden's new letter out to U.S. oil companies. So if you want to hear about that, you're going to have to tune in with us and I'll be um, I'll try to give it a good Dan Celia style rant on (laughs) on what the Biden administration is now doing with oil companies in their valiant efforts to combat inflation, since he now says that that is his number one priority, which it should be, because that's what's going to bring them down this election season. So there's a lot of things going on out there, and you know they, they need to address it, don't know that they can really do anything about it, and I'm kind of glad that they can't, at least in the short term, because that's going to give us a chance to see what we really need to be doing. So I'm Shanna Burt. I am continuing on for financial issues. Remember that our Lord and Savior is coming back. We don't know when. We're called to be watchful and to be good stewards. There's going to be a test when he gets here. Let's be found good and faithful stewards. Give it to the poor. Take up the cross. Follow me. It's not your money I want. I want your heart. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.